Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. I'm back in the chair. I know you're worried about it. I should probably lead and let everybody know I'm not going to be in the chair tomorrow night. Let, let, let me let me let me explain why. I know what you're thinking, Jesse. It's probably because you're so important and you have a bunch of celebrity stuff to do. I'll actually tell you what I'm doing here in just a second. But first, Bill de Blasio has destroyed New York City, and I'm mad about it. I'll explain. I'll explain how lies build on top of lies tonight. We have Julie Kelly, the great author Julie Kelly, coming on the show an hour and a half from now. Did the cops beat someone to death on January 6th in D.C. and we didn't know about it? Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's going to be a spicy show tonight. We'll get to your emails. We're going to take phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. It's always going to be fun. But let me first get this out of the way. You know I don't like missing work. It's just not something I do. But it is something I will do. I will not be here doing radio tomorrow. Don't worry. We're going to have a great guest host and whatnot. And no, I'm not doing anything fancy or something that you may think is important. Last week, my youngest son came to me and he said he's been doing he's, it's his first year of doing band at school. And he's into it. He's super into it. Eh, granted, I mean, could have been football. But anyway, he's super into band at school. And in all seriousness, I think it's cool. And he came to me last week and he said that my first band concert is on Tuesday night. Can you come? And let me just be frank with you. I don't like missing work. I'm not missing any of my kids' stuff. I believe you have one life on this earth. I have an obligation to, yes, my employer, no question about it. And I treasure every single second that I'm allowed to talk on this radio but I'm going to be at everything my sons do until the day they walk out the door. That is just what I believe. So where will I be tomorrow night when you're listening to a fill-in host? Trust me, I'll be in a worse place. I'll be at a seventh grade band concert, but I will be sitting there proudly watching my boy play. I'll be back on Wednesday, but I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. Now, let's get that out of the way. Lies built on top of lies. Now, this is, there's, this is obviously, there are a million and one old sayings about lying and, and how lying works out and what a tangled web we weave. You see this with uh, people who got, get caught doing criminal things all the time. They'll lie about having done the crime and then lie about the lies and then lie about the lies and soon they've twisted themselves up into knots and soon they're getting busted. This happens politically now in the United States of America It happens on a regular basis, and it is now officially destroying things I love. I'm not just talking about America. I want to to pause for a moment, and I want to talk about New York City specifically. You may hate New York City. Whatever, that's fine. I adore it. I always have. Now, obviously, I'm not a city guy. I grew up in Ohio, Rust Belt, Ohio, and then Montana. I grew up riding horses in the mountains to go elk hunt for a few days. That's, that's how I grew up. But I've spent tons of times in cities in my time in the Marine Corps and around the world. I love them. I love the country. I love cities. New York City in particular is a special place for me. And even if you hate it, maybe you're saying right now, I hate it. Fine. Understand it is the most important city in this country. And it is... It is a symbol for the world. 
If you were to ask people around the world what they picture when they picture America, you would be shocked how many people around the world picture Statue of Liberty, Empire State Building, or just the the New York skyline. That the New York for so many people around the world is America. So even if it's a place you currently despise, you do have to know it matters. It is a really important place, and I love it. I, 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 don't, I don't think I would want to live there permanently, but when I used to go up all the time, either for work or the wife and I would go up, and just flying in, I would get a huge smile on my face. I love, uh, obviously, the food. Everyone knows I'm going to say the food. You know, you, you know my relationship with food is not comfortable. I love the food. I love the noise, how loud it is, horns everywhere. Again, I'm not saying I'd want to live there, but I love it. I love how rude everybody is. I get along fine with people like that. I love the bright lights. I love the fact you can do anything and everything you want. It's all available for you there. You want to see a concert? It's in New York. Great sporting events. Get down to Madison Square Garden. I I, I loved it. And the history. You know how much I geek out on the history. There's obviously fancy, ritzy parts of New York, but there are so many parts that just look and are old. But good kind of old, the kind of old I love. You go there and you feel like you're in 1920s New York, and it feels cool. And therefore, that kind of love has bred a real hatred in me, and this is probably something I should work on. I hate Bill de Blasio. Now, I don't want to hate very many individuals in this life. That's, in general, an unhealthy place to be. But I can't even now visit the city I love so much, and I can't visit it because of the scumbag communist politicians like Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio continues to carve through New York City like a blowtorch through butter. Here he is, now mandates for all private employers? We in New York City have decided to use a preemptive strike to really do something bold to stop the further growth of COVID and the dangers it's causing to all of us. So as of today, we're going to announce a first in the nation measure. Our health commissioner will announce a vaccine mandate for private sector employers across the board. All private sector employers in New York City will be covered by this vaccine mandate as of December 27th. We're going to have some other measures as well to really focus on maximizing vaccination quickly so we can get ahead of Omicron and all the other challenges we're facing right now. Vaccine mandate for every private employer? Let's just get something out of the way first. He does not have the authority to do that. I don't know how we got to this place in America where we just have accepted that these politicians, mayors, governors, presidents, have the authority to point at a business and say, require this. You can't do that. You're not a god. You're not a king. You're not a feudal lord. Oh, but wait, you thought that was really bad? There's more. One of the other measures is the requiring vaccination uh, for indoor dining, fitness, entertainment for children, too. Children now can have access to the vaccine ages 5 to 11. Uh, our youngest kids, we got to reach them now. Right now in the city, it's about 20% have gotten vaccinated in that 5 to 11 range. It's new. The vaccine's relatively new. But what we're trying to say to parents is it's urgent before Omicron Pause grows. there real quick. I just want to pause on this. And, Chris, I want you to rewind to the very beginning and play this again. Wrap your mind around how insane it is to, in the same breath, say this vaccine is new 
and it's urgent you give it to your kids. I'm sorry, what? One of the other measures is the requiring vaccination uh, for indoor dining, fitness, entertainment for children, too. Children now have access to the vaccine ages 5 to 11. Uh, our youngest kids, we got to reach them now. Right now in this city, it's about 20% have gotten vaccinated in that 5 to 11 range. It's new. The vaccine's relatively new. But what we're trying to say to parents is it's urgent. Before Omicron grows, before Delta continues to stress us even worse in the winter months, uh, get your kid vaccinated, and here's an incentive to do it. A lot of parents, of course, want to take their kids out to wonderful things that will be happening in the holiday season. Here's a reminder, get your child vaccinated. Just one dose will immediately qualify any child to be able to participate. Okay, we, we've heard enough from that big stupid oaf. That, before we continue with de Blasio and the, what the Surgeon General had to say, and we're going to talk about lies building on top of lies, before we get into any of that, let's, let's just pause for just a moment, a moment. All this is being done in response to the, quote, Omicron variant. Response to the Omicron variant. It's spread worldwide. I'm looking at a headline right here. Apparently, we're going to do this. New Jersey detects the state's first Omicron case. All in bold letters. Oh, my gosh, we're all going to die. Okay, so we have to mask and vaccinate five-year-olds with a brand new vaccine, and it's very urgent we do so. Let's talk about lies building on top of lies. Why is it so urgent we do so? Because of Omicron. Okay, tell me about Omicron. Oh, uh, yeah. As of this moment, not a single person on the entire planet has died from it. Not one. And yet the lies, before they can even be unpacked for five seconds... Build on top of other lies. And here's Bill de Blasio once again carving up the city I love like a Thanksgiving turkey. And it angers me to no end. I can't even visit now. Gosh, he sucks. And I talked about the the Surgeon General and how this is going to tie in with de Blasio and the lies. And I'm going to play you something from the Surgeon General in in just a second. But first, I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine you sitting down, getting online at your house, whether it be desktop, computer, on your phone, however you browse the internet. And I want you to imagine someone, a stranger, complete stranger, is sitting behind you looking at every single thing you do. And not only looking at it, collecting that data and giving it, selling it to other people. Would you be okay with that? You'd freak out. You'd call the cops or something. Hey, there's this nut job here. You know that's happening to you every single minute you spend online if you don't have ExpressVPN. You see ExpressVPN, they create a secure tunnel between your device and the internet. If you don't have ExpressVPN, everything you do online can be seen by your internet service provider. Right now, go to expressvpn.com slash jesse. That's expressvpn.com slash jesse. When you do that, it'll get you three extra months free. ExpressVPN.com slash Jesse. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris thinks Aerosmith's overrated. I was thinking about that. I don't know if they're overrated. I'll tell you. I'm not a jealous person. 
my old man told me one time when he was young, he went to an Aerosmith concert. I think it was like in the 70s or something like that. How sick would that have been? What, Chris? Chris said the guy who hates fun went to an Aerosmith concert. Well, he didn't always hate fun, I assume. I, I don't know. I, he grew into it, apparently. <laughs> All right. Back to, back to the lies building on top of lies. I just played for you all this Bill de Blasio stuff. All of it. Hey, the new vaccine mandates for five-year-olds. It's brand new, but urgent to give it to your kids. Oh, new employers, employer requirements. And all this is in response to Omicron. But wait, you didn't think it was just de Blasio being a stupid oaf, right? Here's the Surgeon General of the United States of America. Masks. Are you saying now that if you're with people that you don't know, we should go back routinely to wearing a mask indoors? Well, certainly what we've been saying actually since the summertime is that if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, been gathered with people outside your household in indoor spaces, that wearing a mask is the recommended step to take to help reduce the potential for spread. It protects you, but it also protects the people around you. The mask. That's so funny. Wear a mask. Hmm. Have the masks actually been effective? Look, I I hate to make it uncomfortable for everyone. But again, the lies have built on lies and they've built on lies. And now since the lies have been continuing to build, now this has just become a matter of policy. You have to wear a mask in like airplanes. It's a requirement. Masks up. I don't care if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. Wear a mask. Has anybody bothered to look into whether or not the masks actually do anything anyone i don't want to make it uncomfortable and look and i do have to question whether the vaccine does anything when the surgeon general is saying things like this but if you do as many families did you get vaccinated and boosted you use testing judiciously before you gather you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks Mm -hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experience this past okay, Thanksgiving. If you get vaccinated and boost, use masks. Okay. Um, why would I need a mask if I was vaccinated? Why do I need a booster when I was told forever getting vaccinated was enough? No, now you have to get vaccinated. Okay, not, not, not quite. Apparently the vaccine expires faster than milk left on the porch. Uh, uh, let's go uh, vaccinated, boosted, and a mask. Why do I need a mask? Why do I need a vaccine if I have a mask, if the mask works? Why do I need a mask if I have the vaccine and the vaccine works? Are these questions uncomfortable? I'm sorry, but we have to talk about the lies they build on top of lies. And once again, let's remind everyone, five-year-olds are about to have to show their vaccine passport to eat in a restaurant in New York City in response to a variant that hasn't killed a soul. The Surgeon General of the United States of America, he's recommending you get vaccinated and boosted and wear a mask. Oh, make sure it's ventilated. In response to the new variant that has not killed one single person on the planet. Not one. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, came out and remember, that was their justification for officially recommending a booster shot. The Omicron variant. I have to go get injected with something because of a variant that doesn't 
affect anyone beyond what's being reported right now as a mild cold? I'm sorry, but the lies continue to build on the lies. And now we've gotten to the point where the lies have gotten so outrageous. People are justifying all manners of tyranny in response to these lies. Listen to how insane this country has become. A vaccine requirement for domestic travel be something that the White House considers? Yes, there is a lot that's already uh, in the Biden winter strategy, but I think the right components are there, but not to the degree that they can be. So, for example, with international travel, moving the 72 hours of, of, um, of pre-arrival testing or pre-departure testing, rather, to 24 hours is good. But why not also ask people to self-quarantine and then test once they arrive? And then when it comes to domestic travel, I do think that it's really important to put into place a testing or vaccination requirement, meaning that everybody is required to be tested, but you can opt out of it if you are vaccinated. And that's because it's not so much the travel itself that's dangerous. Actually, if everybody is masked on planes or trains. The southern border is wide open. Chris just brought that up as we listened to this wench on TV. The southern border is wide open. And not only that, they're testing illegal immigrants for coronavirus. They're testing positive, And then they're releasing them in the United States of America. The lies have built onto the lies now to the point where there is anything justified, any level of tyranny. And look, you want to have an uncomfortable conversation? How many people have died in America from coronavirus? What do you believe? Chris, you know what? Let's just go around. Chris, what do you believe the number? How many Americans? Chris is already a conspiracy. Well, Chris is already one of these guys. Chris said 150. If you ask the average person, they'd say seven or 800,000. That's what they would say. That's the number we're told all the time. 800,000 have died. Lies building on top of lies. Do you remember at the very, very, very beginning, the very beginning of coronavirus, people started to complain, medical professionals, people who knew doctors and nurses, people who were doctors and nurses, worked in ICUs, they begin to complain very loudly. Uh, They're saying everyone who dies, that tests positive from coronavirus is dying from coronavirus, and that's not true at all. Uh, This guy came in, he was dying from this, he just happened to have it, and these stories were widespread for about five minutes. Do you really believe 800,000 people have died from coronavirus? Or do you believe 800,000 people have died with coronavirus? Because those are two very, very, very different things, and yet we don't even talk about it anymore because the lies build onto lies, and they continue to build onto lies, and soon you're so many lies up that the foundational lie, you don't even talk about it anymore. Because then it would bring the whole building down. I have something on that. You want specifics? Oh, I'm about to give you one. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. I'll get back to the specifics here in COVID in just a second, but I was just thinking about something. (sighs) Had my heart ripped out today in the house. Heart ripped out. I don't know if I'll ever be the same. No, Chris, pay attention. All right, pay attention. This is important. So I don't know 
if there's something wrong with me, I mean, beyond the normal things. And I don't make that face, Chris. I mean, beyond the normal things people know that are wrong with me. I don't know if there's something wrong with me or if this is pretty standard, but it's almost never that I remember my dreams. You know, every, they say everyone dreams. You're dreaming all night, I guess, something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a scientist, but but I never remember my dreams. I, and I'm, I don't, I mean, not even little snippets of it. I'm sure I was dreaming about something, probably cheese sticks or something like that, but I don't know what it was. Last night, though, was different. Last night, I'm out eating. I'm eating outside, which I would never do. I would never eat outside because I'm not a barbarian who wants bugs and wind and everything else. I want to eat my food in a climate-controlled environment, but we're not going to we're not going to talk about that right now. But I was eating outside and I was eating outside with the wife. Across the street, I noticed some suspicious-looking people gathering by some cars on the curb. All of a sudden, I tell the wife, I said, be careful. I think something bad's about to happen. And boom, this shooting breaks out. And people start dying all around me. And then I stand up to get her out of harm's way. And I grab her, and I'm taking her out of harm's way. And there are other shooters around us in the crowd. So we're having to navigate through all these shooters. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. It's an important dream. And I'm saving her life. I'm saving her life, and finally we get down, and I get us into the woods because I know I'll be able to escape through the woods. Don't roll your eyes. I know I'll be able to escape through the woods, and we get out, and we get out. I wake up later on that morning, this morning, having a cup of coffee with the wife. I decide to tell her about my dream, and I did. I told her everything I just told you just right now, and she goes, oh, okay. And I said, no, you don't understand. I saved your life last night. And she was so dismissive about me saving her life during my dream. Chris, it was no, It was rude. I don't care what you say. It was rude. That's, you know what? You're on your own next time, woman. You're on your own. It's every man for himself. 877-377-4373. Back to what I was talking about. 800,000 Americans have died from coronavirus. Haven't you heard? Seven, 800,000. I laugh when people say that to me or when I hear people say that because of the emails I get to my show. I had a friend, I was talking about this earlier, and I had a friend send me a couple pieces of documentation. And this is, this is a doozy. So this friend of mine, their stepdad was admitted to the hospital. This is very recently. Ended up dying. Had to take a bunch of COVID tests because the hospital now will make you take a COVID test every 15 minutes. All COVID tests come back negative, negative COVID tests. Boom, he dies. Sadly, guy dies. This person, friend of mine, sent me a birth certificate or a death certificate. You know, everyone gets one death certificate. What do you think it lists for cause of death on there? Again, this is not internet rumor stuff. I'm looking at the documentation. Cause of death, COVID-19. Time and time and time again, the lies have built on themselves and now, now you respond to ghosts. I still can't, I still cannot, I cannot believe this is where we are. In New York City, the most important city in America, in response to a new variant that not a single person on the planet has died from, we're going to require a five-year-old to pull out his vaccine passport to eat?
One of the other measures is the requiring vaccination uh, for indoor dining, fitness, entertainment for children, too. Children now have access to the vaccine ages 5 to 11. Our youngest kids, we got to reach them now. Right now in the city, it's about 20 percent have gotten vaccinated in that 5 to 11 range. It's new. The vaccine's relatively new. But what we're trying to say to parents is it's urgent. Before Omicron grows, before Delta continues to stress us even worse in the winter months, uh, get your kid vaccinated. And here's an incentive to do it. A lot of parents, of course, want to take their kids out to wonderful things that will be happening in the holiday season. Here's a reminder. Get your child vaccinated. Just one dose will immediately qualify any child to be able to participate in those activities. You know, you don't end up in a situation where a child is left unprotected. I, might, I urge parents really strongly, get that vaccination. It's safe. It's been proven. Here's another incentive to do it. Once again, I'm going to shout this from the rooftops. We have two years of data. Children are not in any danger from coronavirus. If you're old, especially old with pre-existing conditions, you need to watch out. If you're fat, you need to watch out. A five-year-old does not need to worry about coronavirus. And and yet we've gotten so far past that lie, we can't even deal with that lie now. It drives me nuts. All right, we're, you know what? I can't take any more coronavirus stuff. I can't. Let's get to some emails, Chris. Jesse, the movement to emasculate men has gone far enough. A lifelong single-trip grocery bags man. Hold on. Let's pause here for a moment and explain what he means. <laughs> I understand that I've accomplished amazing things you'll never be able to accomplish, like building that Rubbermaid shed with my bare hands. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. But another thing that I have on my resume, not many people do, I've never once made a second trip back to the car to carry in the grocery bags. Never one time, Chris. I have huge hands. I'm 6'8". I have huge hands, and I don't care what happens. I don't care if I have to drag one behind me. I will get every single bag in with one trip. No matter what, one trip, I will get every bag in every time. Chris said, what about the two liters? We don't drink soda. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me explain. Or pop, depending on where you live. We grew up calling it pop. Now I've moved around the country so much I call it soda. Don't roll your eyes at pop, Chris. It's not that I'm against soda. I, I, I had a Coke yesterday. I, I, I had a burger and a Coke. I'm not against it. We just don't drink enough of it. To ever buy a two-liter, ever. I'm sure you buy it to save money or something, Chris. Moving on. A lifelong single-trip grocery bags man. My self-esteem is now in tatters. My local grocery has transitioned to the handleless bags, and it is not physically possible to carry all the bags at once. My children are now witnessing their father making multiple trips to the truck to retrieve groceries. This is a bridge too far. I wouldn't be able to go on, Chris. I'd move. I'd sell the house and I'd move. I wouldn't go to that grocery store anymore. I'm not going to be emasculated. <laughs> hey, Jesse. Thanks for directing me to Daryl Cooper in his podcast, Martyr Made. I think he's awesome. I've been listening to the anti-humans and now God's socialist about Jim Jones in Guyana. The guy knows what he's talking about. Don't worry. You're still my favorite. Well, obviously, I, I love that. Look, I, again, we don't have... A ton of people on where I say, go buy this book. Do we? How many times? Have you? I've done it, but you don't hardly ever hear me say it. Why? I think it's boring. Even friends of mine, I, I, they, all want, they all want to come on the show, and it's understandable, and I'll help out when I can. But they all want to come on and sell a book, and I'm not judging them. If you write a book, you want to get paid for writing a book, you got to get paid for doing it. 
I think it makes bad radio if I'm on here every night saying, buy this book, uh, uh, listen to this podcast, uh, do this for this. Then doesn't it lose its punch? Oh, good. This new author's on. He's going to. So I like it to be more impactful when I speak, Chris. Basically, what? I want you to picture the voice of God, Chris. No. <laughs> no. And also, it's this, I want it to matter more. So I'm glad. Look, I told, when I had him on last week, I knew he was going to be good because I'd heard it and he was dynamite. And we're going to have him on again. And I'm telling you, it's a good podcast. I like, I like, I admire talent. And very few people are able to sit down and keep you interested in a subject for longer than about two minutes. That's that's not a that's a skill, probably a God given skill. I don't know that you can learn it, but that's a skill. He has it, and I think that's really impressive. I'm almost as impressed with him as I am myself. Now eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. We're going to end up taking some phone calls tonight. We also have to talk about Kamala Harris. Trouble for Kamala Harris. Why is there trouble for Kamala Harris? I will explain all that in just a second. But Christmas time is right around the corner. It is December 6th. Right now, my pillow has a steal. The original my pillow was $69.98. And remember, these are the this is the pillow that got the company famous. Made in the USA, money back guarantee until March 1st of next year, all that stuff. It's not $69.98 anymore. For my listeners, it's $19.98. Get these as Christmas gifts for friends and family. $19.98, and they won't know. They'll think you spent a fortune. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE. MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or call 800-845-0544, promo code JESSE. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I still I still can't believe how ungrateful the wife was for not for me saving her life through in my dream last night. I look, I put myself on the line out there. I put what, Chris? You weren't there. You don't know what it was like. Oh, and I do need to mention something. This is the kind of educational level you're getting on this show. Chris, you know how he picks the music. I don't pick the music. Chris picks the music. And oftentimes he's a little too on the nose with the songs he picks because he's playing it in the theme. We just came back to that legendary song, Africa, because we were talking about Jim Jones in Guyana, which is in South America, you doofus. Wrong continent. Gosh, geez, Chris. It's, it's you know, I'm tired of carrying this team. No, hey, did you? I. I miss a lot of things about Donald Trump. I'll be frank with you. And I'm going to get to the Kamala Harris stuff in just a second. Hang on. I miss a lot of things about Donald Trump. Some things I don't, you know, personnel decisions and stuff like that. Obviously I miss a lot of things about Trump. One thing I missed the most was how good his media team was and social media team was at putting out ads that just, they were just so well done and just destroyed the Democrats. Just destroy them. He has a new ad about Biden, quote, stealing Christmas. Is really good. 
New at 11, supply chain issues already putting the crunch on the holiday presents now could also mean a Christmas tree shortage. The best advice for toy shoppers, ask your kids to be flexible. The supply chain crisis making it harder to get toys and gifts under the Christmas tree this year. Biden facing a nightmare come Christmas time. White House now warning American shoppers they won't be able to get key items like popular toys for Christmas. Gifts are going to cost you a fortune. He's always good at that. Before I forget, there's a governor, the lieutenant governor of North Carolina is Mark Robinson, this huge black dude with like the greatest voice ever. I mean, it sounds like I mean, he's awesome. He's the one who's outspoken about family values and stuff like that. I love this guy. He's on my TV show tonight on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern time, the first TV. Don't you remember, Chris? We had him on the radio a little while ago, and I made fun of North Carolina barbecue, even though I actually really like North Carolina barbecue. He was laughing his laugh about boom through the daggone microphone. <laughs> so anyway, he's on my TV show tonight. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, or you could call tonight, 877-377-4373. We're going to do Medal of Honor Monday in about five minutes from now, and it's a doozy. It's a go, and it's from Vietnam. Remember, you can email in your Medal of Honor citation recommendations, especially if you have some kind of personal connection to somebody. We love those. We think those are really good. Now let's get to what the big story is today. I, I took a while to get to it because I had other things that were on my mind, and I like, and I like focus. The big story today is Kamala Harris is under attack. And... Not that this is a new situation for her, but she's taken it from all sides. All sides. She's taken it from the left. The Washington Post. The Washington Post is the most disgusting communist propaganda rag out there. And the Washington Post just destroyed her. Called her a bullying, a soul-destroying boss. So here's some of the quotes from them. Quote, who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons? Quote, I'm reading all this, destructive patterns. Quote, one of the things we've said in our little text groups among each other is what is the common denominator through all this, and it's her. I mean, it's really, really, really bad. It is a nasty, nasty hit piece. But why? What are you seeing? What, what's, what are you looking at here? Well, Kamala Harris was brought up, and you know this, this is not news to you. Kamala Harris was brought up along with Joe Biden for a few different reasons. One, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, they're obsessed with identity politics. I despise identity politics. A lot of Republicans don't. A lot of Republicans embrace it. I despise it. Uh, do we have enough black people? Are there enough white women? Uh, what about the Asians? Uh, are gays here? I, th I, I think that is this the stupidest stuff in the world. Just talk to everyone like they're people. Just talk to everyone like they're people. I hate that. But the Democratic Party is now married to identity politics forever. Forever. It's, it's, it's who they are. And so Joe Biden makes the stupid campaign announcement. Gosh, what an idiot. My vice president, uh, it's going to be a woman uh, in black, in a black woman, a woman of color. Whoa. There are like two of those that are even close to viable options. There's Stacey Abrams in Georgia, and there's Kamala Harris. It basically stuck him with Kamala Harris. That and the fact that Obama's people wanted Kamala Harris. All right, not the end of the world. 
You have a relatively young Kamala Harris coming on up. Joe is, uh, I mean, Joe doesn't need to be going to any scary movies. Let's just put it that way. Joe's not doing well. So they're already expecting Kamala Harris to be there before Joe Biden's four years are up. No problem. The problem is sometimes, sometimes you get called up from the minor leagues to the New York Yankees and they put you in at shortstop and you can't hit anymore. Sometimes you're 50 games in and you're batting 185 and it's back down to the minors for you. She was made vice president of the United States of America. It's without question the best political job in this country. Secret service protection for all the private luxury air travel. You're meeting dignitaries. You're also on the fast track to be president. Several vice presidents have been president. Oh, and did I mention you have no official responsibilities whatsoever, so you can't ever be blamed for anything. You're not out there going to get blamed for interceptions because you're not even in the game throwing the ball. And yet Kamala Harris, because she's such a putrid human being, has found a way to somehow, and not literally for the first time, get underneath of Joe Biden in approval rating. They're, they're, they're tracking all these, and Biden is tanking because everything Biden does sucks. Kamala Harris, with no official role in the government, is below Joe Biden. That's, that's physically impossible. There's no way that can happen. Okay, so why the hit pieces? What am I saying? Where, where's all this stuff coming from? I will explain where all this is coming from. There's a shift going on right now. I'll explain where this is coming from and then Medal of Honor Monday. Next. Jesse Kelly show and you know what's coming up here in just a couple minutes Medal of Honor is coming up here in a couple minutes Medal of Honor Monday and we got Julie Kelly she's going to tell us in about 25 minutes from now the great author Julie Kelly is going to tell us if she thinks a cop or cops beat a woman to death during the January 6th Capitol scuffle so we're going to talk to Julie Kelly about that I want to know what she's talking about this is A very sharp woman. She brings the receipts. And we'll take your phone calls tonight, 877-377-4373. Why, why are they coming for Kamala Harris now? Why are they coming for her now? Well, it's pretty simple. Kamala Harris screwed up. Kamala Harris is not likable. She's not going to be the heir apparent. Joe Biden's numbers in the tank are in the tank. But you can't just fire her. So you must remember something. Very similar to the way Andrew Cuomo was taken out in New York. The left, the communists, they play politics for keeps. They're coming for Kamala Harris, and they'll end up being successful. Mark my words, they will end up being successful in either fully taking her out, forcing her to resign or something like that, or forcing her to not run again, or just torpedoing any chance for her to run again. They have their eyes on Pete Buttigieg, and their eyes are on Buttigieg hard. 
They have already moved on from Kamala. You know this because of all the staffers who are not only leaving, they're complaining. She's a bully. She's what they call her, a soul-destroying boss. Okay, she was always a bully. She was always a soul-destroying boss. You're just now finding out about it. You know, Barry Bonds, you remember the great baseball player Barry Bonds? Remember towards the end when he got a little bit <clears throat> swollen up on, oh, there were allegations of some steroid use, <laughs> and all of a sudden he was hitting the ball to Pluto every single night. You remember that? I remember that. And you know what else I remember? I remember during that time, stories started coming out all over the place about how terribly Barry Bonds treated everyone. Everyone from the bat boy, the medical staff, other players. Barry Bonds treated everyone terribly. It was horrible. I've got news for you. Barry Bonds always treated everyone terribly. They started printing those stories when they were ready for Barry Bonds to go. Kamala Harris has treated every person around her, with the exception of Willie Brown, terribly forever. That's who she is. That's the kind of person she is. You are now reading about it in the Washington Post for one reason and one reason only. They want her gone. All right. It is time now for something we do on this show called Medal of Honor Monday. Every Monday we read a Medal of Honor citation because these are the type of people we're supposed to honor. We're supposed to remember the men and their deeds. And these are the heroes. These are the heroes we should want our kids to try to be. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. This one is Joe Ronnie Hooper, Vietnam War, U.S. Army. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity in action at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty, Staff Sergeant, then Sergeant, Hooper, U.S. Army, distinguished himself while serving as a squad leader with Company D. Company D was assaulting a heavily defended enemy position along a riverbank when it encountered a withering hail of fire from rockets, machine guns, and automatic weapons. Staff Sergeant Hooper rallied several men and stormed across the river, overrunning several bunkers on the opposite shore. Thus inspired, the rest of the company moved to attack. With utter disregard for his own safety, he moved out under intense fire again and pulled back the wounded, moving them to safety. During this act, Staff Sergeant Hooper was seriously wounded, but he refused medical aid and returned to his men. With relentless enemy fire disrupting the attack, he single-handedly stormed three enemy bunkers, destroying them with hand grenades and rifle fire, and shot two enemy soldiers who had attacked and wounded the chaplain. Leading his men forward in a sweep of the area, Staff Sergeant Hooper destroyed three buildings housing enemy riflemen. At this point, he was attacked by a North Vietnamese officer whom he fatally wounded with his bayonet. By the way, I'm not even close to being done. and This guy isn't even close to being done. Finding his men under enemy under heavy fire from ha- from a house to the front, he proceeded alone to the building, killing its occupants with rifle fire and grenades. By now, his initial body wound had been compounded by grenade fragments, yet despite the multiple wounds and loss of blood, he continued to lead his men against intense enemy fire. 
As his squad reached the final line of enemy resistance, it received devastating fire from four bunkers in line on its left flank. Staff Sergeant Hooper gathered several hand grenades and raced down a small trench which ran the length of the bunker line, tossing grenades into each bunker as he passed by, killing all but two of the occupants. Good grief. With these positions destroyed, he concentrated on the last bunkers facing his men, destroying the first with an incendiary grenade and neutralizing two more by rifle fire. He then raced across an open field, still under enemy fire, to rescue a wounded man who was trapped in a trench. Upon reaching the man, he was faced by an armed enemy soldier whom he killed with a pistol. Moving his comrade to safety and returning to his men, he neutralized the final pocket of enemy resistance by fatally wounding three North Vietnamese officers with white rifle fire. Staff Sergeant Hooper then reestablished a final line and reorganized his men, not accepting treatment until this was accomplished and not consenting to evacuation until the following morning. His supreme valor, inspiring leadership, and heroic self-sacrifice were directly responsible for the company's success and provided a lasting example of personal courage for every man on the field. Staff Sergeant Hooper's actions were in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself and the U.S. Army. Dang, gone, son. <laughs> you, th you thought I was done about a quarter way into that, didn't you? No, he wasn't done ending lives. No, sorry. I've, I've only got some rifle and grenade kills today. I'm not leaving here until I get at least one with the bayonet and one with the pistol. We're going to hit for the cycle today. <laughs> what a piece. Some of these people, man. Eighty GOP congressmen. This is from Weasel Zippers. 80, 80 GOP congressmen voted to create and fund a federal vaccine database. I read this headline to you because I got a couple emails and they all kind of tie together. This one says, Jesse, the hurting urchin Kelly. So what's your deal with Governor Abbott? I've heard that's he's talking about Greg Abbott of Texas. I've heard you mention his name very in very disapproving ways and haven't really heard you explain why you don't like the guy. I think he's doing a pretty decent job for Texans. What say you? He said, thanks for everything you do, Marine Semper Fi. He said I can say his name. His name's Eddie. There's another one. Dear Jesse, Lord of whatever, I'm so mad right now I could spit nails. Why, why, why would 80 spineless Republicans, including Crenshaw of Texas, vote with Democrats for the database bill that would expose Americans' personal status on COVID vaccines? Let me explain something. The reason I am so hard on the right is because as of right now, in this very moment, as of right now, we don't have an elected opposition to the communists. You, you are the only opposition to the communists in this country. The normal people. They're the only opposition to the communists. The elected Republicans in this country, a huge percentage of them, they do not exist like you exist to defeat communism, to stop these people from destroying this nation. They do not exist for that purpose. They exist for their own selfish reasons. They want nice articles in the paper. They want a nice re-election campaign. Oh, just how do the big money donors think about this? They exist to exist and nothing else. They are not part of the struggle. Oh, they'll act like they're part of it, especially about election season when it comes time to raise campaign donations. Uh, uh, send Congressman Jerkwater $50 so he can defund Obamacare. 
Is there any greater example than that, than Obamacare, than Republicans voting to repeal it? I think it was seven times until Donald Trump got elected and then we had the House and the Senate and they promptly didn't vote to repeal it. Now, this is not all bad news. We are starting to have these loser Republicans retire. Many of them are being primaried. But rest assured, we have a long, long way to go. We do not have an army of people there fighting for the things you care about, fighting for the things I care about. We have an army of losers there who want a nice, comfy walk to the office, a hot cup of coffee, and more campaign donations. And that's not good enough anymore. You want an example? Oh, I'll give you an example. I'll give you a great example of what they should do and what they'll never do in just a second. But first. Have you bought your Tuttle Twins books yet for your kiddos? Well, and yourself. I, I guess I should say, you know what? I need to stop telling everybody that Tuttle Twins books are for kids. They are. They're written for kids. And they have different books for different ages, whether you have kids who are toddlers or, or all the way up to teens and everything in between. They are written for kids. They're fictional, entertaining books that will te- teach your kids about communism, about free markets, uh, about the proper role of government, private property rights, all these things you want your kids to know. They'll teach them those. I don't look at them as kids' books anymore. You start reading these books with your kids, reading these books to your kids, and discussing them, you'll be shocked at how much you're going to learn. I'm shocked at how much I've learned so far. Things you think you know. Oh, I know everything. I talk politics for a living. No, 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 no. And they're great Christmas gifts, too. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com, and that gets you 35% off. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget Julie Kelly coming up in about 10 minutes. Going to tell us, did uh, the D.C. cops beat a woman to death during January 6th? I personally would like to know the answer for that question. Also, we'll take some calls tonight, 877-377-4373. If I sound a little bit pepped up right now, it's because I made the bold. Look, real leadership is hard to quantify, okay? You want to know what leadership looks like? I got a craving for pie about 45 minutes ago, placed an order. There's a pie delivery service around here, had two pies delivered for me and the boys I am so full of strawberry rhubarb pie right now, I may just vomit right here on the air. And you know what? That's leadership. Kamala Harris, uh, she's she's having a bit of a rough go of it. Several high-profile exits from the VP's office, including her communications director and press secretary. We've learned more are even possible. The Washington Post out with a headline, a Kamala Harris staff exodus reignites questions about her leadership style and her future ambitions. An anonymous former staff member told the Post, quote, it's clear that you're not working with somebody who is willing to do the prep and the work. With Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying and criticism and also her own lack of confidence. Confidence. So you're constantly sort of propping up a bully, and it's not really clear why. That coming from an anonymous former staff member to the Washington Post. Gil Duran, a former <laughs> Not going well for Kamala. Chris said he kind of wants to work there. 
Don't bother, buddy. I've applied to be an intern several times. I've never been accepted. I've never. I don't know what the deal is over there. Poor hiring practices or something. All right. I, I said I was going to give you an example. You remember a couple weeks ago, Bobert, Lauren Bobert, that congresswoman from uh, Colorado, she was at some fundraiser or something. She was at some event. You're always giving speeches when you're a politician and said something about Ilhan Omar trying to join her in an elevator. And she said, I had to make sure she wasn't wearing a backpack. You'd making a little Muslim terrorist joke about her. Okay, fine. Good. I thought it was funny. I love inappropriate jokes. I don't understand what the problem was at all. But here's my point. Omar then has gone on a sustained, a sustained media campaign since then to paint herself as the victim of some kind of horrendous bigotry. And she's pushing hard for Speaker of the House to do something like kick Boebert off all the committees as they've done to other Republicans. I've had a conversation with this speaker, uh, and I'm very confident that she will take a decisive action uh, next week. Uh, as you know, when I first got to Congress, I was worried that you know, I wasn't going to be allowed to be sworn in because there was a ban on the hijab. She promised me that she'd take care of it. She fulfilled that promise. She's made another promise to me that she will take care of this. Okay, let's get something out of the way here now. I'm not going to get it. I, I don't care about this little stupid spat, but it's a great example of the difference in the two parties. Okay, Bobert made a joke. Omar went public whining about it. Oh, this is anti-Muslim bigotry. The GOP leadership immediately persuaded Lauren Bobert to apologize. The Speaker of the House, the Democrat, Nancy Pelosi, will almost undoubtedly now drop some sort of nasty punishment on Boebert, kick her off committees and stuff like that. Why does the GOP do this time and time again? Here's what the GOP response should have been immediately in the wake of this fake outrage. Go up to the microphone and say, it was a joke. In fact, it was a funny joke. I'm still laughing about it. If any effort is made by the Democrats to kick Lauren Boebert off the committees, when we take back Congress, I will immediately mobilize the Republicans and kick every Democrat off every single committee who votes to vote Boebert off the committees. Everyone clear on that? We good? There. That's how sorry I am. Up yours. That should be the GOP response. You know how many Democrats, Republicans will kick off of committees when they take back the House in the midterms, which they'll do. Even these bumbling losers can't screw up an election this guaranteed. You know how many Democrats they'll kick off off committees? Zero. It'll be a whole lot of the same old thing. Well, that's not who we are. Therefore, it gives Democrats, it gives the communists in this country total freedom to do whatever they want because they know they'll never have that visited back on them. Why do you think Ilhan Omar has gone on some media campaign whining about anti-Muslim bigotry? Because she knows it's going to work. It's going to work. Why do we allow the communists to always gain ground and we never take it back? Not only do they gain ground, they intimidate us from ever taking any back. They make you feel like a big meanie if you took it back. Ilhan Omar is on record 10,000 times calling every Tom, Dick, and Harry a white supremacist or Nazi. Uh, Those are really ugly things to accuse someone of, too. She was never censured. She was never kicked off a committee. 
Someone makes one little crack about her wearing a backpack, even though she's said terrorist sympathizing things before in the past. Remember when she laughed off 9-11? I remember when she laughed off 9-11. But she's allowed to say anything she wants, and the GOP will just sit there and take it. Thank you, sir. May I have another? But the second one of theirs, the second one of theirs says something, not even inappropriate. I don't even call it that, a little funny. We say worse things than that on the show every single night. Immediately the GO, well, you should apologize. What if someone gets offended? You know what people are craving right now? Actually, forget that. Forget that. They are craving it, but I don't even want to frame it like that. Do you know what the people of the United States of America need right now? I've got a clue for you. They don't need your niceness. They don't need your sympathy. They don't need to, uh, are they not racist enough? They need balls. Step up and stand for something for once. Fight back. Start taking back ground. I am so sick of the spineless jellyfish losers in this party. Take back ground. They don't even attempt to take back ground. They'll lose half the ground and say, well, we could have lost all of it. Send me $50 for my re-election. I'm so tired of that garbage. Take back ground. You and I have an obligation to hold whoever our Republican leaders are. We have an obligation to hold them accountable in the coming times, because we are going to end up at the House. We'll probably end up with the Senate with the Senate and presidency, too, after 2024. And if these losers do nothing with it again, we better primary every single one of them. We don't have time anymore for, we only lost half of what you love. Did we do good? No more of that. No more. Julie Kelly's going to tell us next where someone got beat to death. Hang on. Joining me now is the great writer Julie Kelly with American Greatness, who is one of the few in the country who has been all over the abuse of uh, the political prisoner abuse going on in this country by the Biden administration against everyone involved in January 6th. Julie, let's just get the cat out of the bag right off the bat. Did the cops beat some woman to death that day? Um, it looks like it, Jesse. That is going to be the next big bombshell that the American public are going to have to deal with. Another lie related to January 6th that Roseanne Boyland, 34-year-old Trump supporter from Georgia, did not die of a drug overdose, as the D.C. coroner tried to explain, but that she was killed either partially or almost completely due to police brutality uh, inside one of the t- Capitol tunnels that day. Okay, Julie, I guess I don't need you to, I don't want to ask you to let the cat out of the bag too early, but do you have some indication of, do we know, was she attacking someone? Was she armed? It's, beating a 34-year-old woman to death is not a small thing, and it's frankly not easy. you got to want it. Why? Well, here's part of uh, what contributed, I think, to initially what happened to her. And that is that police, D.C. police and Capitol Police were using a very noxious gas inside this tight uh, tunnel that leads to the inside of the Capitol building. And this is where you saw the most violent clashes between police and um, protesters that day. And this is where you saw Roseanne Boylan's lifeless body uh, laying face up outside of this tunnel as cops are still beating protesters. 
Um, and so what we're waiting for, Jesse, is three hours of surveillance video that was captured that recorded what happened inside of that tunnel. And there is now a motion by one of the lawyers to unseal the protective order that is concealing that video from the public. It's also been joined by the Press Coalition, 16 major news organizations who also want to see that surveillance video. And we will see not just ha- what happened to Roseanne Boylan, but what happened to some other protesters uh, in that tunnel and what police did to them that day. Julie, why? I think I know the answer to this question. Again, we're talking with Julie Kelly of American Greatness. Why was footage ever withheld to begin with? Well, this is why. Because they do not want the American people to see what happened before and during the four-hour disturbance on Capitol Hill. They do not want to see why security was intentionally lax that day. Um, They don't want the American people to see police attacking and assaulting American citizens on government grounds. This includes, this is a side, Jesse, from what happened in this tunnel. We're talking about cops throwing flashbangs. Uh, explosive uh, pepper balls that release rubber bullets into the crowd, dousing families, senior citizens with copious amounts of tear gas. These are people, Jesse, standing outside on Capitol grounds. They're not even trying to get inside. They started doing this around 1.15 that day. So all of the 14,000 hours of surveillance video captured by Capitol Police Security System is now under protective orders. It's been designated highly sensitive government material and uh, under severe restrictions, not just by public access, but even to defendants and their defense attorneys. Okay, Julie, you said security intentionally being lax, police presence intentionally being lax. Why was it intentionally lax? Well, I think to prompt a lot of the activity that we saw that day, uh, when you come to the realization that D.C. Metro and Capitol Police had their marching orders to attack this crowd, to provoke the crowd into a lot of the scuffles that uh, the American people only see one side of, because, of course, they control all the footage, not just the security camera footage, but also the body-worn camera footage from D.C. Metro. They control all the footage, so they can put the little cherry clips together and show people over and over someone attacking a police officer. What they don't see beforehand is the egregious behavior by law enforcement on the ground that day. Now, Jesse, if they had 10,000 National Guardsmen at the Capitol, like the president wanted and others recommended, they would have told these officers to stop attacking American citizens on Capitol grounds. But that that security was intentionally lacked because, in my opinion, after studying this now for 11 months, this is what the cops had. Their marching orders, they act like Nancy Pelosi's and the Democratic Party's little stormtroopers. They behaved in a manner that way, and which killed not one woman, Ashley Babbitt, not to Roseanne Boylan, but possibly, and they attempted, and I will have an interview on this later this week, another woman inside that tunnel who was brutally beaten by a D.C. police officer. When this surveillance video is released by the courts, if it is and when it is, it will blow up the narrative about what happened on January 6th. Speaking with Julie Kelly, American Greatness. Julie, let's shift to something that uh, you've been so on the ball about, and I can't thank you enough for your work on it. I don't think I've ever thanked anybody for their work on this, but the conditions oh, oh, of the oh. Jan- the conditions of the January 6th people, uh, what are they going through right now in the D.C. jails? 
Um, so this is a jail that has been exclusively set aside to house capital defendants, January 6th defendants, which, of course, are Trump supporters. There are about 40 of them incarcerated there right now. Uh, they are held. They have been denied bonds, even nonviolent protesters, people who aren't charged with bringing a weapon, using a weapon, attacking a police officer. They are simply there, Jesse, because of their political views, because they had the audacity to go there and protest a clearly rigged election. They did not want Joe Biden to be their president. So now the Biden regime, with Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco heading up the DOJ, are punishing these people with a full complicity by the D.C. Uh, federal court system, not only holding them behind bars in really brutal conditions, as, of course, any D.C. jail, as you can imagine, would be, but also delaying their trials until the middle of next year. So in some cases, and uh, again, I have to remind people, these people haven't been convicted of anything. They haven't had a minute of their trial. In several instances, they don't even have full discovery disclosures so they can help build the case to defend themselves. Um, so you have about 40 of them detained there. There's about 20 to 25 detained at other prisons uh, across the country awaiting, again, delayed trials. So these are unquestionably America's political prisoners. Julie, I, I'm going to ask a really dumb question, but as you well know, I am dumb, so I'm allowed to do that. Uh, no. This doesn't sound legal, Julie. How... How is this allowed to go on? What what corruption is taking place where that this can be permitted to go on? Well, that's a great question because the final decision maker is the person who occupies the judges who's on the bench. And these are D.C. district court judges who are making the final decisions. Now, Jesse, because I know you're very smart, some of these names will ring a bell. Emmett Sullivan, Amy Berman-Jackson, Beryl mm. Howell. These are the judges who are handling these cases. And I'm not just going to blame those people and the Obama appointees. The Trump judges are as bad, if not worse, than the Obama judges. You have Trevor McFadden, who has signed off on pretrial detention motions for a nonviolent army reservist, by the way, who was set up by naval intelligence, accused of being a white supremacist. And Trevor McFadden, who's a Trump appointee, has denied his release at least twice. So the final ju- the final decision-making, of course, are these judges. But they are working hand-in-hand with the uh, Department of Justice, the D.C. U.S. Attorney's Office, who's handling all of these cases, prosecuting all of them. And they basically are going along with the idea that this was an unprecedented insurrection. These people are domestic terrorists and that they must be treated, they should be treated as such. And that's exactly what's happening. Good grief. Go read everything she puts out there. Julie, once again, thank you for what you do. Julie Kelly, American Greatness, I appreciate you you very much. I appreciate you, Jesse. Thank you. Political prisoners right here in America. Gosh, that's sad. All right. We have something hilarious to play for you next. We're also going to take some phone calls. Finally, I've been teasing them the whole show. On the next segment, I'm taking them, 877-377-4373. We have Jen Psaki, uh, well, doing Jen Psaki things and much, much more. But first, have you got your gold yet from Oxford Gold Group? And remember, when I tell you about Oxford Gold Group, you know how important it is right now to buy gold. You don't need me to convince you of that. Look, go look at the inflation numbers. Buy gold for the love of everything. You know that. You know that. But when I talk about Oxford Gold Group, there are a couple things I love about them. One, 
they send gold to your house. It's it's not a piece of paper. It's not an email. You officially have a 10 pounds of gold. We'll keep it for you in a vault. I promise we'll send it if the, during the apocalypse. No, no questions asked. They send the gold to your home. Gold delivered to your front door. I love that. And I love their reputation. Because there's one thing you can't buy in this life. It's a reputation. Oxford Gold Group has the reputation they have for a reason. They're not going to rip you off. They're not going to make it difficult. They're going to make it very, very easy for you to convert some of that cash into gold so the politicians can't destroy your money. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833-995-GOLD. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, did you hear that hag on The View today? Did you hear, I'll take some phone calls, 877-377-4373. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. It's all welcome. Love, hate, death, threats. You're asked Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. I won't respond. I get way too many, but I'll read them all. Do you hear what she said on The View, Chris? These people, there, there is... There, it's an old saying, you know, liberalism's a mental disorder. It's been around forever. Liberals are crazy people. Some version of that saying's been around forever. I don't, I don't know what you call this, but in, in reality, this is a person who resides entirely in a world of make-believe. Well, they don't agree with that. They feel that their greater good is more important than your greater good. Well, you know, it was interesting to me that the argument was being made, if you're vaccinated, why do you care about me being vaccinated? You're protected. And that's why we are at the Omarion, Omicron variant, right? That's why we are where we are, because it's mutating. It's becoming this crazy superbug inside of the people that aren't vaccinated. And And now it's affecting us. I don't know why they were not... None none of that is true. Not, Not a single word of that is true at all. And you see how much it bothers them. I, mean, I want to remind you of something. Before we play you funny, we're going to play you funny from the great comedian John Christ here in a second. But I want, you to re- I want to remind you of something. You can't think of the communist as a normal person. The communist responds the way he responds because he does not think for himself. You really do. And I'm not trying to be mean. Actually, you really do need to think of communists as robots. Robots who have been programmed. Now, you can get a robot programmed the way you want it to do certain things, but no matter what, you could never get a robot to actually think. That's not how communists are. Communists don't want to think. They're not capable most of the time of independent thought. So when you go after what a communist cares about, and I know you've experienced this at some level in your life before, either on social media or real life or whatever the case may be. When you actually challenge them on something, what you will almost always hear is one of three things. There are three communist responses. They will either A, flat out just attack you. I believe uh, uh, abortion is horrible and shouldn't be allowed. You disgusting Trump supporter, you're a Nazi. Something like that. Okay, you're thinking, what? what? Okay, you're a psychopath, but all right. So there's either that. They'll either A, they'll attack you, 
B, they'll change the subject. I think abortion is wrong. Oh, I guess you want tax cuts, though, for millionaires. And you're thinking, oh, I'm sorry? What? what tax cuts? So they're trying to wrong foot you, so you change the subject. Because, again, there's no intellectual depth there. You're dealing with a robot. They only have a couple program responses, and then they're out of stuff. Or... Or they'll do what you just heard on The View. Chris, I want you to play it one last time. The communist is very, very good at politics. And one of the reasons he's very good at politics is the communist lacks compunction. The communist does not think anything at all about not even telling little lies, just gigantic lies. They'll just flat out lie without a second thought. Because again, anything in service to the communist religion is considered good. Every single word you hear here is a, is an outright lie. It's an outright lie. And you have housewives across America watching this trash show, believing this garbage. Well, they don't agree with that. They feel that their greater good is more important than your greater good. Well, you know, it was interesting to me that the argument was being made, if you're vaccinated, why do you care about me being vaccinated? You're protected. And that's why we are at the Omarion, Omicron variant, right? That's why we are where we are, because it's (laughs) mutating. It's becoming this crazy superbug inside of the people that aren't vaccinated. And And now it's affecting us. I don't know why they were not understanding that. We've got like 80 million people that are not vaccinated. They they understand. They don't want to. Yeah, period. We all, we all understand. Choice, but we all understand that so, when yeah. it comes to, for example, secondhand smoking, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want, I don't smoke and I don't want you to smoke next to me because I don't want to swallow me. your smoke. I decided to let the whole thing play just so you can bask in, I mean, world-class idiocy. Is that fair? I, it's, but remember, that's why the communist is the way he is. You're not dealing with a person. You're dealing with a robot. They will respond one of three ways at all times. They will insult you, they will change the subject, or they will simply flat out lie. You are not dealing with a person who exists, who resides in the real world. And it gets easier to understand them the sooner you acknowledge it. All right, 877-377-4373. Toby in St. Louis, go boss. Oh, yes, Jesse, I, I'm so glad to get through. This is amazing. It's so timely, too. Jesse, I just heard a, recently there was a provision in Build Back Better. They were going to try to uh, create this thing known as the uh, Civilian Climate Corps, and they want to try to build it to be about a, a 1.5 million strong. And one of the things they were tiring about this was the people who would join this, would, it would be like a, like a community or like a, an extension like social life and all these things wrapped into one, not just a job to like promote like ideology. And it's, if you know anything about history, as I know you do, you know what that sounds like. Oh, I know what that sounds like. Terrifying. People, people should hear about that. They should. And that's an excellent phone call, Toby. And that, look, there are always, this is it just, need to, you didn't back up and take a 30,000 foot view of this, whatever they're doing, it's so they can increase their power and permanently entrench the power they always have. They didn't go after the military with all this woke trans woman garbage. They didn't go after the military by accident. That wasn't a, well, what's next? Maybe the military? Oh, they went after your military on purpose. On purpose. 
They understand at some point in time, at some point, now, 100 years from now, force is going to be necessary because the communist understands no one is ever going to choose his ideology on purpose. They're going for force at all times. All right, we finally have a funny for you next. 877-377-4373 and some calls. Jesse Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show. We have, well, I've got some, I've got a funny for you here in a second. We are going to get to some emails. I'm going to get to some calls. 877-377-4373. Some guys hiding his train set from his girlfriend as he should. We'll talk about that in a minute. I did. I do want to bring this up though. I want to, I, I want to remind everyone. I'm never going to stop bringing this up. Remember the timeline. Remember? 15 days to slow the spread. You remember that? Coronavirus was here. Hey, just go home for 15 days and then the hospitals won't be overwhelmed. Remember that when the hospitals were going to be overwhelmed? I think I'm going to mess up the number here. I'm in the Houston area. I think they built a $57 million facility. I think that number is real close. $57 million facility here. That was just for all the overflow for when the hospitals were getting overwhelmed. Yeah, it, it closed a few months later and never saw a patient. But anyway, I just want to let you know where we are now and what's coming because I continue to tell you what's coming and people continue to say, you're crazy, that'll never happen. And then it happens every single time. I told you it wouldn't stop at 15 days. Told you that back at day one, and it didn't. I told you it wouldn't stop. A lot of people on the right convinced themselves of this. It'll stop if Joe Biden wins the election. I said, no, 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 no. This thing's great for Democrats. People don't give back power. People are making a fortune on this. It won't stop then. Oh, but it'll stop once you get vaccinated. I said, uh, do you believe the politicians... And the pharmaceutical companies are spending a fortune on lobbying and advertising because they intend for you to get a one-off on the vaccine and never have to do it again. Remember when I said that? Well, you're you're crazy, Jesse. They're not gonna they're not gonna require a booster shot. We already have the Sergeant General, President of the United States of America, Mayor of New York, and others already announcing you must get a booster shot. You should get a booster shot. Everyone needs a booster shot. And allow me to burst your bubble again. You don't think it's going to be one booster shot, do you? I mean, I hope you don't think that. You understand the goal here. You know, let's, let's pause. Let's pause. I've brought this up before. Let's, let's bring it up again. Why do you think the various industries out there want you to subscribe or something. Why do you think, like, if I was to walk in uh, to a phone store, not that I would walk in any phone store, but Pure Talk, but if I was to walk in a phone store tomorrow and I was to say, I want the I want the new iPhone, and they would say, okay, well, that'll be $90,000 or whatever the new iPhone costs, or, or you could just sign up for a two-year plan. Why do you think that is? You see, for a business, a subscription, an automatic subscription, 
a subscription model is the best money maker for a business because it's then then it's never up to your decision making process. You just automatically do it. You become a creature of habit. Let's say I got paid by you listening. Each person who listens gives me a dollar or something like that. Obviously, that's not how it works. But what if what if I did? You know what the best thing in the world for me would be? Everyone would subscribe. All I would talk about would be subscribing. Subscribe. Just subscribe. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Why? Then I don't care if you listen or not. You're still subscribing to the show, and I'm getting paid on all those listens. Look at all those. Look at all that cash coming in. They want this to be at least an annual thing, if not semi-annual. And when I tell you this never ends until they say no, you need to hear me. This never ends until you simply say no. Don't believe me? Here's what's coming next for you. Breaking. Israeli Minister of Health announced today it'll soon approve the fourth vaccine shot. Oh, wait, 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 it gets better. It will mean that all those with three shots who don't get the fourth shot will have their COVID passes revoked, as happened to those with two shots. Today, from the deputy director of the largest hospital in Israel, who is also a member of the Ministry of Health Committee for Approving Vaccines, quote, those who think we won't need to take more boosters are wrong. We will need to take the fourth shot, the fifth shot, the sixth shot, and the seventh shot. So I just want you to know, boys, write this down, please. Actually, we're going to pick a different number. I'm not going to go fourth. When we're on the sixth, sixth booster shot, you know, so we're at two, so, no, we're at three now. We're at three now. When we're on number six, that's when we're going to bring back this show, and I'm going to do the queen mother of I told you so's. This never, ever, 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 ever stops. Never. It's an automatic subscription model for all these people. All right, that's all that ugliness. The great comedian John Christ, he's, he's done funnies we've played for you on the show before. He did, remember, this is a parody. This is a spoof. He did a spoof where he's a reporter reporting on the new Omicron variant. Remember the one that hasn't killed a soul? And I thought he did very, very well. Cases of the new variant, Omicron, now confirmed in at least 10 states, including Nebraska, where cases are linked to a person who traveled to Nigeria. Yes, David, that is true. We are outside of that hospital right now in Nebraska, where we do have early reports that what we are calling patient zero at this time for the Omicron variant does have the sniffles. And obviously, we take that very, very seriously. We are recommending, of course, shutting down the entire country for the near future. And listen, we are the news. We don't want to rile people up or give anyone any type of misinformation. But at this point where the Omicron variant stands, we do obviously recommend saying goodbye to your loved ones. Obviously, Christmas is canceled and you will probably not be seeing those people uh, ever again. We have Fauci on board and obviously his policy two sneezes and the country freezes. Uh, obviously, prior to the Omicron variant, variant, we did have reports across the country that there were some citizens of the United States of America exercising freedoms. And obviously, the government did not like that at all. So as the news, we are obviously in bed with the government, so we will report anything that they want us to say. And we obviously are grateful for you know cities like uh, New York City and Los Angeles that listen and don't think for themselves and go ahead and shut down their whole city. So again, we are the news and we just like to pass on information to get everybody riled up. Uh, back to you, David. <laughs> Two 
sneezes and the country freezes. <laughs> Gosh. All right. All right. Remember, I'm going to take a couple phone calls. You know, I don't take many on the show. I'll go days without taking them. But on the days we do take them, I just want to clarify this again because I understand we have a bunch of new listeners. This is not like other shows. There's no small talk here. No, hi, Jesse. No, how you doing, Jesse? Love the show, Jesse. People across the United States of America are listening, and they do not want to hear us small talk with each other. It's brutal. So when I go to you, get to the point. Get to the point. We good? Let's go. Leo in Ohio. Go, boss. All right, Jesse. Years ago, Bill Gates himself got on a TED Talk. There's a sequel called Innovating to Zero, where that man uttered straight out of his mouth in front of a national audience that he wanted to reduce the world's population by using new vaccines. And then he also predicted these uh, different uh, viruses that were going to be released. He himself are releasing them. He wants to reduce the world's population, and he's using these new vaccines. You know, and I was what made me prompted me to call in is this garbage that they're talking about on the View, where these people are that are been vaccinated are trying to put the blame on this uh, this uh, virus continuing uh, to perpetuate itself is uh, uh, based on the people that are non-vaccinated. They're not receiving the vaccination. Whoever's not receiving the vaccination, hey, I, they're they're woke. They know what's really going on. And I encourage all your listeners to Google Bill Gates on TED Talk. Listen to his sequel called Innovating to Zero. There you will find the master plan that was laid out by the man himself who was trying to play God, and he wants to reduce the world's population as he has been doing. Thank you, Leo. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, look, don't don't laugh, Chris. Look, it's... How far is it out of the stretch of the imagination to imagine the creator of Microsoft Windows creates viruses, right? <laughs> right? Am I right? I'll be here all night. <laughs> what, Chris? It's funny. Tammy in Oregon, go. Jesse, um, what was that uh, website that man just like, spit out there for us to, to Google Bill Gates? It was Google. I think it was Google. It was Google, right? It was just, it was just yeah, he just said Google. I, whatever your internet search form is, I know we're not supposed to use Google, so I try to avoid using Google at all costs. The problem is finding a decent one. Finding a decent one out there is I've heard DuckDuckGo, but then people are dogging on DuckDuckGo now, manipulating results. I don't know. Look, do the best you can in this world, all right? 877 I'll get to some emails here in a second. Why aren't we hearing more about the mass shooting in Michigan? We'll talk about that real quick, but first, inflation. We just played for you Janet Yellen the other day. Last Thursday, we played Janet Yellen on the show. You heard what she said. Remember, they were calling it transitory, and now she said, in a really nice political way of saying I was wrong, we're ready to retire the term transitory. That's because it's here to stay. Now, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. If inflation is here to stay, that means the value of your dollar, of my dollar, goes down every single day. Get some gold delivered to your front door now. Not a week from now. It's going down by the minute, technically. Call 833-995-GOLD. 
Oxford Gold Group will deliver real gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. Oxford Gold Group. They have the reputation they have for a reason. 833-995-GOLD. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get to some emails here in a second. But look, let's have a frank talk. It's just you and me talking here. Let's have a frank talk. Man hides Britain's largest model train set from his girlfriend. One man in Britain, for example, was worried that his new girlfriend might dump him if she found out he was in the process of building the biggest model railway in the country. One let us all just come together and acknowledge, not women, not, not you ladies, not dudes, let's acknowledge model trains are sweet. I don't know why they're, Chris, are they not? Michael says so, are they not? You stop and look at a model train set. Model trains are sick. I was at a place one time, they had the entire room, it was this huge room, I would say 100 by 100, it was all one big train set. They had taken years to build. It was sweet, and you could walk around it, and there were the little guys there, and they would load the trains up and stuff like that. One, that's awesome. Two, let's all agree on something else. <clears throat> Women ruin lots of stuff, and this is what I mean. I mean, look, God made them hot and smelling good for a reason because they ruin lots of stuff. They ruin chairs. How many people listening to the sound of my voice right now had a comfortable chair or comfortable place to sit in their home, and then there's a woman who decided to start chucking pillows on there, or maybe even worse, pillows and a blanket on there. Soon, you have to completely deconstruct the chair every time you sit down in a chair. I just want a chair where I can sit down. But this is the difference between women and men. I'll never forget the first time the wife came over and saw my apartment. When I got the rink, she came over and saw my apartment. And the look of horror on her face when she walked in, because I didn't have anything on the walls. There were, there were no plants. There was, no, there was no nothing. There was a couch. There was a TV. I had stuff to, to make stuff in the kitchen. And there was a bed. And that was really... Everything a man needed. And she and the real horror wasn't when she walked in. It was when she asked, where's all the stuff? And I said, what? This is everything I need. And that's when you could see it dawned on her. Like, man, there's so much work to do here. There's just so much work to do. Send <laughs> us some emails. Dear fearless anti-communist leader, why did the media bury the Oxford High School shooting? Is it not made to order for their anti-Second Amendment narrative? The media has shifted on to something right now. The media in general, they do lead the politicians around, which is a very bad thing. The, the media is out in front of Democrat politicians oftentimes. Oftentimes. The, the, well, forget about Democrat, Republican politicians too. Ha, ha, what's the media saying? I hope they're nice to me today. So that, that's, that's what happens lots of the time. Right now, the media in America has sadly shifted into this mode where, I, I don't have a nicer way to put it, where white people are the enemy. And that's an ugly place to be for a nation. Do not let them divide you up by race ever because they want to. But that's the ugly, that's the place we are right now. And the truth is, if the victim of a crime is white and they can't find a way to make it a race issue, 
they will simply move right along. That's the bottom line. It's become I, I, what's that word? I, I was told that boy they brought it up a lot last year. What gosh? What was that word? Almost sounds like it was systemic racism. That was the word I was looking for. Almost like that. Jesse, balkanizing is happening, and I love it. I'm here in Tyler, Texas, running a judicial campaign at the county level. 95% of the people we meet who are not from here original or who are not from here originally have moved here in the last 18 months from blue states and are blood red voters and people fleeing taxes, seeking freedom, et cetera, et cetera, on the repeat. California, Oregon, Washington, endless. It is real. It is happening. It will give us a fighting chance. Thanks for all you do. Feel free to use my name. His name is John. It is happening across the country. And you know, you know this. I am dead set against governors going out there and recruiting these huge businesses from California to come to their red states because these businesses then move and they bring 2,500 Democrats with them. I am, however, firmly in the camp of encouraging red voters stuck in blue hell holes to get out. Get out. These places... These places are lost, and I mean completely lost. Listen to this shop owner in Oakland. He owns one of these legal weed shops. Apparently, they just sell weed over the counter. Listen to this person. what this person has to say about the condition in his town. The former convict says he felt safer during his life of crime after his Oakland cannabis dispensary was ransacked last month. Listen to this. I was safer selling weed on the streets of Oakland than I am selling illegally, and that's a problem. That's crazy to even say, but... That's just the reality I'm living in right now. I was safer selling weed on the street than out of the legal dispensary. You can see video after video after video if you spend any time online right now of what they're calling flash mobs in places like L.A. and San Francisco and Chicago and other places where they'll just roll up 15, 20 dudes and roll in a store and just loot the place and run out. It's not only that life is so much better in a red area, it's that life is intentionally getting worse and worse in the blue areas. It's not that life is bad in blue areas, it's that it's bad and getting worse. Bad and getting worse. And it's so much better in the red ones. Here's a headline from the New York Post. Man busted for assault is freed, allegedly beats two random New York City women, and is freed again. I know I've said it before, don't roll your eyes. Everyone needs to hear it a thousand times until people understand. This is not being done. The destruction of blue areas, the turning loose of violent criminals is not being done on accident. They're not looking at these guys who they spring free and then commit a crime and they're not looking and saying, ah, whoops, dang, we shouldn't have let him go. From the beginning of communism, communists have understood Turning violent criminals loose means there will be more violence and more chaos in a society. The communist thrives on violence and chaos. When people feel unsettled and unsafe, that is the only time they will ever even consider signing up voluntarily for communism. Get out of these areas. Get your family out and get to a red area and then become an activist. Run for office. School board, judge, DA, sheriff, city council, mayor. 
Get out, get to a red area, and make it redder and enjoy yourself. Because once you get there, I get I hear from people all the time who've done it. Once you get there, life is better. I promise it is. We're going to hear from the Surgeon General, and we're going to have a hard talk. And I'll take some phone calls, 877-377-4373. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you I, I saw Billy Idol in an airport once. right? And I, this has happened to me with a lot of celebrities. And I don't want to say disappointed because I don't really look up to celebrities at all. Anyway, it's just not my thing. But my family's not into it. I mean, we're just not really. We don't ask for autographs with people or something like that. We're, we're people who don't care about anything. I'm always shocked by how short they are. They're almost all. Tiny, it, tiny people. I guess it's just because it doesn't doesn't come across on TV, or maybe it's because I'm six eight. I'm stunned every time I meet one. I think, hey, little guy, what were you? You have? Did you lose your mommy? That. Yeah, Tom Cruise is a great example. I think he's like three feet tall. Billy Idol, he was of course surrounded by chicks because he's Billy freaking Idol as he should be, but they were all taller than him. I thought he was going to sit on one of their laps at some point in time. All right, don't distract me, Chris. Don't you know what? Play me one more John Christ audio. This is there's. I just played for you the comedian John Christ. By the way, if you miss any part of the show, the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Go download it. John Christ, that comedian, he did a funny little spoof on COVID reporters. He did my favorite one a long time ago. I played it before. If football coaches were honest, here's John Christ on if football coaches were honest. Hey, coach, is there anything you want to change? I mean, I mean, I don't know what you want me to tell that. Everybody's like, football is a team game, okay? It's not a team game, okay? I did my part, all right? I put in a great game plan. I mean, these players, they're horrible. These My players are no good. I mean, everybody's like, no excuses. No, I got, you know what? I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Our offensive coordinator is terrible. He gets half of his plays off of Madden, rookie mode. I mean, the guy is no good. In our offensive line, it's like Obama's immigration policy. Let everybody through. Do we have a chance next week? No, we don't. We're 0-8. We're not good at football. I got three white receivers. Our red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. Our quarterback, look at the playbook. We put in plays for Peyton Manning. He plays like Cooper Manning. I mean, the guy's just not good at football. No credit to the other team, okay? The other team is awful. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. I put in the game plan. These kids can't execute. Third down, terrible. I know we need better players. I get it. We can't win with the product we got in the field here. Like, I'm down to Rick Patino, some guys if I need to, but not at this level. I'm not going to jail for these kids. I mean, they're all talking in the locker room like, we're a team. We're in this together. No matter what happens, we're together. Like, not me, dude. I'm out of here. This team's terrible. <laughs> all right. I still can't. Israel's already. Israel is not. Now, remember, Israel, the way Israel has gone throughout this pandemic, they've led. Now, I would argue they've led in the complete wrong direction. They've been atrocious. But what Israel has done the rest of the world has followed. That's why the people who've been following along with the progress in Israel are always the ones on the cutting edge of telling you what's coming next. Breaking, Israeli Minister of Health announced today it'll soon approve the fourth vaccine shot. And if you've only had three, your COVID pass will be revoked. I want you to listen to this person. This is the Surgeon General of the United States of America. Do you think he's going to sign up for a fourth booster shot recommendation? 
Masks. Are you saying now that if you're with people that you don't know, we should go back routinely to wearing a mask indoors? Well, certainly what we've been saying actually since the summertime is that if you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, been gathered with people outside your household in indoor spaces, that wearing a mask is the recommended step to take to help reduce the potential for spread. It protects you, but it also protects the people around you. Then what's the point of being vaccinated? Don't you remember when they told you if you would just get vaccinated, all this can stop time and time again. Just get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. and We can end all this. Now everyone is, but nothing ended, did it? Weird. I wish we could just find somebody out there who was right all along. Me. Almighty Oracle, creator of the cheeseburgers. So I've tried making the world-famous Jesse Kelly cheeseburgers on three occasions now. I'm having a little issue with them, and it may be the altitude I'm at, but they seem to be falling apart when I cook them. Could you suggest a binder for them to keep them from falling apart? Love the flavor. They just have a tendency to fall apart. You can use my name if you read this. AJ is his name. Uh, Actually, I do have a suggestion for that. Keep eating them the way they are. It's not a parachute. It's a cheeseburger. You're not painting a Monet. You're eating a cheeseburger. Who cares if they fall apart? I've had mine come apart in five different pieces on the pan before. I'll scoop it all up and pile it all on a bun and mallet. Half the time, I prefer them to fall to fall apart because then that glorious cheese melts into all the cracks and crevices of the burger, and it just creates for you this, this piece of glory. Go forth and conquer. Dear Dreamboat Oracle, rhetorical question. Do you have any idea how many times I say amen, brother, during your shows? I'm a 52-year-old dime political talk show junkie. I auto-download multiple shows each day and watch a few live ones, but truly, my friend, you are the one I choose most often. It could be your smooth, confident voice. I do have a smooth voice, don't I, Chris? What? Chris, I do. It's smooth. Or the fact that, yes, you are eye candy, but more likely it is because you are right. You do not yell. You do not talk over your guests. Your jokes are actually funny. She says I give credit to Chris for that. Ugh, disgusting. And all seriousness, Jesse, you are a pleasure to listen to. Keep doing what you do. Keep doing you. Never change. Christmas love and blessings to your family. Says I can use her name. Her name is Tracy. Have Merry Christmas to you and yours as well, Tracy. That did look, I enjoy any moment that I can that I can thinking about me and reading compliments about me. What? I mean, what else are we supposed to do, Chris? Are we, do you want to listen to Jen Psaki? Do you, this, is, this is the press secretary of the United States of America. We are truly led by the dumbest people on the planet. Uh, the Justice Department, the FBI, and federal law enforcement have been working with local jurisdictions, especially areas like Los Angeles, San Francisco, and others where we've seen a rash of break-ins to offer their assistance and provide assistance through multi-jurisdictional task forces. Uh, we know that we've seen over the course of time, while we'll let other people determine what the cause and effect is, we know we've seen an increase in crime over the course of the pandemic. We've seen that timeline. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely the pandemic. The sky is green. Remember my sky is green theory? Nothing these people say is real. Nothing is based on the truth. It's all lies now. Everything is lies. And you know what? Back to the CDC thing, because I talked about this earlier. I've brought up before to you. I'll bring it up again. I should probably be more merciful with people who buy the lies. And this is what I mean. 
I'm not talking about media people or political people or whatnot, but the average everyday citizen who has existed in a fairly normal country for a long time. How in the world can you convince the average everyday citizen? How can you, well, I should say, how can you blame them for believing the CDC? You know, there's already talks. The CDC is already in talks with the FDA to streamline the approval of an Omicron-specific vaccine. The Omicron variant that hasn't killed a person and is producing mild cold symptoms. So you you have this cabal designed for power and money, but the average citizen doesn't know that. You know that. I know you're out there spreading the, the, the truth. I'm doing the best I can. But the average person who doesn't care about politics, what chance do they have? What chance does the average person have these days to know uh, the CDC? Yeah, they're probably lying to you. The average person looks at that guy sitting there in his uniform and Surgeon General. I mean, he probably read books. Uh, he went to medical school. I mean, we can trust him, right? No. No, you can't. The system has rotted out underneath us. That's why I've been talking so much about balkanizing, moving to a red area, starting local, school boards, city councils, DAs, county supervisors, become active. Local is where we win now. Local. At all times. All right, we have headlines I didn't get to. I'll get to a couple more emails too next, but first. Tis the season. Tis the season where you're going to make a hundred trips to the post office or even just one that you don't have to make. Stop driving down to the post office and waiting in line in misery and then driving back in traffic with everything. Just go to stamps.com and sign up. At stamps.com, you get to compare rates. You get to print labels, you get to access exclusive discounts all year long, and oh, did I mention at home? You do all of this at home. And when you go to stamps.com and you sign up with the promo code JESSE, you get four weeks free. That's a four-week free trial. You get free postage at Christmas time, free postage, and a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. We're not talking about the gym here. Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and use the promo code JESSE. Your time is valuable, so value it. Stamps.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it! Returns next. Jesse Kelly show and don't forget tomorrow I'm sorry I won't be here I won't be here I'm not taking the day off for something you're going to view as important but my youngest son Luke has his first ever band concert he's he's in the seventh grade he's been working his tail off he told me last week that he has a concert and you could just tell he wanted his dad at that concert and I'm gonna freaking be at that concert and I've got news for you I'm going to be at every daggone concert, too. I'm not missing my kids' concerts. I'll be back on Wednesday, so don't worry. We have the great James T. subbing in. Everyone loves when he subs in anyway. James T.'s the man. James T. Harris is going to be subbing in for me tomorrow night. I'll be right back on Wednesday. So when I'm gone, don't worry. The communists didn't find me and hunt me down. Not quite yet, anyway. 
I'm just at a concert. I'll be right back in the chair on Wednesday. Entertaining the masses, Chris. I will tell you, and no promises on this, if we have the time and studio availability tomorrow, I may end up doing a mini-segment tomorrow on Pearl Harbor. As you know, tomorrow is December 7th. That was a gigantic, world-changing day, really, with what happened at Pearl Harbor. And you know me, the history geek, would really, really enjoy doing something about it. I just don't know if time will allow. If it does allow, I'll do something. If not, well, you're just going to have to live with that. I assume you have a good sense of humor. I am Norwegian, and there are plenty of Ole and Lena jokes that negatively reflect on the Norwegians. I still find them humorous. I read this in a novel. What do you call a Marine with 160 IQ? A platoon. You know, that's not very nice. That's not very nice. Here I am treating every single other branch of service with the utmost respect. And I get no respect returned to me. It was funny last night. I was hanging out with a couple buddies and there was a guy there I didn't know. And someone was talking to him in the group. And someone says to the guy, you were in the military, right? And the guy says... Yeah, I was in the Air Force. And see, I didn't I didn't know him, but I thought that I have a tendency sometimes to get out in front of these things maybe a little early. So he said, yeah, I was in the Air Force. And I responded, oh, I thought you said you were in the military. And he didn't know anything about me. And everyone just burst out laughing, except for him. He did not find that funny. Anyway. And now. Here's a headline. Go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Portland Teachers Union proposes students teach themselves from home one day per week. You know, it's it's a very odd thing. The communists in the United States of America value their ability to educate your kids more than they value anything else. The communist has always understood that's where his true power lies. If he can get to the kids, teach them to be thoughtless little cogs in the wheel then he can have them forever. I mean, Lenin talked about it. They've always understood that. And they understood that decades ago in America. That's why they took over all the schools, all the schools, and not just the universities. They took over all of them. Okay, so we have that. But what's funny is this. How the communist has conducted himself during coronavirus, it's almost as if he forgot that his most prized possession is the schools. The more these teachers' unions talk, the more kids have to stay home from school the more they have to wear stupid masks in kindergarten, the more parents in this country are doing what the communists cannot afford parents to do, and that's wake up and realize what is happening out there. So please, teachers' unions, I encourage you, please keep it up. Keep it up. Go all in. I love it. Florida-based healthcare company suspends vaccine mandate for its 83,000 employees. Okay, that's good. That's good. The company's called Advent Health. Good for them. Good good to go. They decided to block, to stop the vaccine mandate, and they were about to, you know, fire a bunch of people if they didn't get the vaccine. But they, blo- they stopped it because the federal judges are all shooting down Joe Biden's absurd unconstitutional vaccine mandate. So oh, that's good, right? All right? Good, good, good to go. Good to go. I do have a question, though. Why were you ever going to fire an employee for a rule, not a law, an unconstitutional, unenforceable rule. You businesses out there, large ones too, especially large ones, small ones you can usually count on. You large businesses out there, you you do understand you have a great amount of power, right? You don't have to be the, 
lipspittle little lapdog every single time the government issues some insane order. You understand, Advent Health, that you didn't need a federal judge to step in for you to step up and say, okay, I actually value my employees more than I value an unconstitutional order, and we won't abide by it. Corporate cowardice is part of what's ruining this country. And I'll tell you, I judge harshly. If you're a company out there that has passed a vaccine mandate, I judge. I judge big time. That tells me you don't value your employees. And that is important to me. Valuing your employees is important to me. And if they were just someone you could just toss aside without any thought, well, Joe Biden said we have to, and don't don't sell me that either. I know you corporations have an army of attorneys. You all knew there was no legal authority for this at all. Instead, it was, we'll do whatever you want, Joe. And that ticks me off. Fauci says Biden administration is reevaluating Omicron travel bans. I think it's hilarious. Biden issues some really stupid travel ban to a bunch of countries that didn't even have the Omicron variant. He just said, oh, all these com- all these countries, uh, you can't come here. Like, what are you doing? And now he's thinking about rescinding the order. Not because of that, because people are making it a race issue and Democrats are so scared of that. Oh, uh, they are African countries. Uh, uh, never mind. We'll ban Germany. Uh, th- that's, that's the route they're going to take. Although the way the Germans are going, that might not be a bad idea. Israel coy over, quote, huge explosion at Iran's Natanz nuke site. This is why I love Israel. I'm actually not an Israel homer. I'm not one of these guys who thinks we should just support every foreign policy thing and send them a bunch of money. I'm not that guy. I love Israel because of the way Israel handles their business foreign policy-wise. They understand the stakes of the game, and they're going to go out there, and they'll just kill you. You don't get to sit and pop off at the mouth like people do in America all over the world. I'm going to kill everyone in Israel. Israel says to itself, ah, actually you're not. In fact, you may hear a little bump in the night tonight, and that'll probably be the last thing you ever hear on earth. Israel's not going to sit around and let Iran nuke them off the planet. Believe me, they're not. All right. Remember, I'll be gone tomorrow. I'll be at my boy's band concert, but I'll be right back in the chair on Wednesday. Keep your chin up. Enjoy James T. tomorrow, as I know you will. I always do. That's all.